Hey guys, it's Dustin Anthony here at Culture Jacked. It is Monday Madness time, so let's uh, kick the week off right. Uh, first and foremost, I hope you guys had a incredible weekend. Uh, you know, Dustin dropped his episode, which was Sonic, and he had some gaming news, which was a great episode. Um, I'm going to get to his question. I'll just fire off the episode with getting to his question. Um, so, sell the new consoles, and he's referring to the PlayStation 5 and the uh, Xbox series. Sell them for a, a loss due to the current environment. Or I'm guessing he's talking like below margin so or, or below standard. Um, so, maybe we'll say they were looking at a respect of four to $500 per unit and... Uh, maybe it is, they're going to market for two fifty. I think it's, is more or less the idea of what he's talking about, or maybe 300 bucks. Um, but as far as taking the loss on the console to try to recoup on the software, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know how strong PlayStation's titles and their agreements with developers, because essentially what you're relying on in that point, in my opinion is going to be two things. So if, if they did sell the consoles for a loss, then they have um, title agreements and then their Game Pass. So that is one. And then they have any kind of hardware or extensions or accessories or what have you um, as part two to that, right? So you'd have to recoup from those two if you're not making it on the front end or maybe they've got some new platform, you know, the Game Pass thing that they're pro- having crazy projections on. So I don't know, you know, I mean, I think that's a great conversation because more or less how profitable are the consoles? And, um, you know, I bet you I could dig up a bunch of information on that to see if it would be a lucrative deal for them to do that or at least running off of last year's numbers. So, I mean, I guess my answer would be, um, do I think they'll take a loss? No, I don't think they'll take a loss. I don't think they can. They may work with developers to either do more exclusives to draw people, I feel like, or or uh, agreements or some something of that nature um, outside of selling the hardware. Because, I again, I don't know how much they make on them, but I would, I would estimate um, they've got to be making a fairly decent percentage, and that's going to be their upfront aside from the gaming agreements um, and some of the accessories. And the accessory world, in my opinion... Um, has been a pretty weak uh, a pretty weak revenue builder maybe with the exception of a new system though so i guess you know i may, maybe it is a good call sell the system for cheap and then sell the accessories for more because on this unit they have those uh, external hard drives um i don't know if they're going to come out with uh anything else that's crazy like do you have to have new headsets i i would hope you don't have to get new headsets i mean that'd be lame um but I don't know, you know, is there any other really cool or really unique add-ons that you'd want to get to it that they were looking at banking on? Because they have to get the money from somewhere to some point, right? I mean, they're breaking even marker above that, you know, but I would imagine that the financial state that both uh, systems there, Sony and Microsoft, are probably um, going to be quite conservative with their uh, financial decision-making. Um, at least that's that's my guess. So, I, my, my uh, best answer to that question uh, that Dustin posed to me on Friday about the consoles, more or less, I think, you know, after kind of talking it through and thinking it through, would be, um, no, I don't think they're going to do it. 
I like I said, I, I think they may try to make an enticing deal through others, and then they'll have time though. So if they release at um, at around the uh, needed price, I think they would still be fine. Even maybe they'd lowered it a little bit um, because the longevity of the system. So they can recoup even if it's a slow roll for purchase. They can recoup through the life cycle. I'm sure, especially with uh, working again with developers and um, any other any other group six accessory companies and and so forth and so on. So. Uh, good question. Very interesting. Very interesting. So let's dive into the show today. <clears throat> it's uh, going to be probably all over the place, but it's uh, been something I was th- I've been thinking about for a little while, and then um, I wasn't going to do it on the podcast, and I was, and I wasn't. So, anyways, h- here we go. Um, let's talk a little bit about the COVID nineteen. Um, I guess my opinion or my interpretation of a couple of aspects of it first i want to talk about isolation um and what what it what that means at least to me and what that's what the interesting conversations that have been brought to me um and interesting things that i've kind of walked through so far with isolation so um you know but my version or my family's version of isolation or excuse me i keep calling it isolation um I guess it's it's not self isolation. It's more or less where I stay home. The hunker down, I guess, maybe be maybe is a more appropriate term than isolation. So the hunker down notice. Um, you know, we've predominantly been home. Uh, my wife works. I've I've had to work once so far in town. Um, I've been predominantly home with the kids, the wife, and everything else, um, and. What I find interesting, um, essentially from removing a, a fair amount of public interaction and, you know, to where normally, hey, you know, we go out to dinner here or or maybe we would go stop by Sportsman's Warehouse to kind of peruse through. Um, no, it's like a tactical ploy to the store um, and then staying home. But while at home, one of the things that I find interesting, because I've had other people mention this to me over the last probably 10 days, various people never had a conversation with them about this in my life. Good conversations, but, uh, it's kind of like the macro and micro levels of your life that you're starting to pay attention to. And let me give you an example of where I'm going and, and more specifically what I'm talking about. So with the isolate, or again, I was going to call it isolation because it is isolation for the most part. It's public, you know, you're, 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 removing the public from you from you your family i mean you're isolating yourself um but one of the funny and interesting things again back to this conversation i've had with several people that i've never had before is where they're like man you know i'm really looking at things i've got this project and that little project and and when i say project i'm i mean i i heard several you know i I went through a bunch of old clothes or i'm cleaning up my garage or you know i'm planning out this yard project i've been working on the yard um I've gone through my bills. I've I'm refinancing my car. I'm um so in regard to uh the COVID situation, and again, I'm trying to make light of this, okay? Uh I'm not trying to talk on the deaths or the illnesses in this. I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of put a positive spin on this deal. Um so with all of those conversations that I've partaken, I'm like, shit, you're right. You know, I have looked at things different. Um, maybe it's like a uh, almost like a rude awakening, 
You know, it's like, hey, this is this is the home you built. Now live in it. Um, you know that that term or that phrase, it's definitely put to the test if you're working from home. Now, obviously, if we're working, different different scenario. But I did find that interesting um, for myself. In after hearing several other people saying, hey, you know, without going and doing a lot of these activities that I generally do, it has resulted in me you know, taking a harder look at certain things in my house, in my life, and so much more. So I thought that was kind of a cool, noticeable thing with the COVID and the the uh, isol- isolation or hunker down or whatever you want to call it. And, and I can tell you personally that I've done, I've cut several services that I was I was paying for. Um, now, by no means is this like crazy money I'm going to save, but it still was uh, very, very liberating um, and I'm continuing to do that. And then I've gotten various projects that I've that I've wanted to do done. And it's not only is it occupying um, physically, but it's also mentally kind of occupying, which means hopefully you're focused and engaged in those activities and there's a reward and you're kind of adapting to this strange environment we live in. Um, so I, I would encourage you, if you are stuck at home, you're still or we're still in this hunker down notice when you're listening to this, Find some of those things and try to make them positive wins because they are positive wins. You know, maybe you've been busy with life or with work or, or with whatever it is. And a lot of these little micro or macro things don't catch you, don't catch your business. And I feel like with COVID in this isolation hunker down that that is where a lot of people have gone with certain things. Hey, what's a stack of paper? You, you start by going through maybe 10 pieces out of the hundred the first day by maybe the third day. And these are you know, these are people that are generally not active or, or highly organized. Some of them are. Some of the people I talk to are. Um, but when you start thinking about that, it's like, shit, that's really good for you mentally. And, 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 and of course, uh, again, uh, if it's a physical, a big project or what have you. Or, you know, it's uh, maybe catching up on those comics uh, that you wanted to read or those books that, that have been sh- sitting on the shelf or what whatever it may be. So, um, I thought that was kind of a cool and noticeable thing. Now, the other part of COVID that I find extremely interesting and a little concerning is, so the CDC put all these mandates out about social distancing. I mean, this this has been, the drum has been beaten, folks, on social distancing. If you are on or have any kind of televised uh, media coming to you, whether it's on your TV, whether it's on your cell phone, whether it's, you know, through the radio, You've heard the CDC recommendations. Um, and then in addition to that, a lot of stores have put up the plexiglass. So you like walk it up. It's like going to a store in Compton or Watts, you know, but you're not. You're in Podunk, Alaska or, or wherever maybe you are. And so so there's that aspect of it. But so we know these things. The stores have taken precautions. And, and actually, let me, let me talk a little bit more about the precautions that I've seen at the stores, which in some cases I do greatly appreciate. So they do have the plexiglass, as mentioned. They've also got um, a lot of the employees at certain locations I've seen uh, have masks. Um, the sanitizing of the carts is one of the nicest things that I appreciate for some weird reason. Maybe it's just like the OCD or because I'm cleaning my house and stuff so much. But when I walk into a store maybe once a week now, sometimes twice a week, um, which is fairly light for me, especially on the weekends because I'll go to several hardware stores and stop by here. Or, or wherever, well, sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm home, but um, is that at a lot of these locations, these uh, the, the clerks or the stores are having the carts wiped down, cleaned up, and everything, and it's kind of nice. I, 
I don't know. Maybe I just appreciate it. I'm like, hey, I see them cleaning them. The card is shiny. Does it mean it is? No. But but I appreciate it. Because I guess I knew, maybe I just didn't pay attention. Again, maybe it's that macro and micro of paying more attention to things. Um, maybe I just didn't pay attention. But if, if I recall, going to the store with my kids and all of that stuff, most of the cards generally weren't that clean. Maybe I'm wrong. It, it is something that I appreciate. But while at these stores is kind of where I'm leading or I'm trying to get us to. So the stores, I feel like, are taking action, like I said, um, or some action, depending on the store you go to. But for the most part, I feel like they're taking action. And then there's the people side of thing. And the reason I bring this up, again, is social distancing. Again, CDC has, has, has said stuff. You can't go to a lot of the stores or restaurants. So, I mean, there's there's plenty of things that are legitimately tied to this social distancing and all of this right so you're at the store and some people wear masks i have worn masks do i always know i probably should always um but i have worn masks and especially in areas that i know are going to be heavily populated aka i went to costco wore a mask um but while visiting these stores um i feel like for some people like Social distancing isn't a thing. I mean, fucking people walking almost all the way up to you and around you, and I'm just sitting there like, I, I guess I'm aware of it, and I try to stay, you know, the six feet marker. Maybe that's just me. What are what are you what are you guys doing? What are what are your recommendations? I'd be interested to see and hear um, your your thoughts. And Dustin, this is one of I'm sure a couple of questions I'll ask you too. I mean, what do you think as the uh, what or what is your view more or less on social distancing? Is it do the uh, CDC recommended guidelines, six feet? You know you should wear a mask in public, so forth and so on. Or what? Well, I guess what's your version and what's your take on that? So that I guess that's one of the questions. Um, but but while still talking, I guess on this COVID thing. So that's the social distancing part. I I just found it very goofy to me uh, again after going to the store a couple of times where people are. Really close, not so close, fully masked up. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, in, in addition to that, all of the stuff that is just still going on around it, uh, a lot of stress and a lot of other things are tied to it. I don't want to go down any, any of the negative stuff because it is Monday, and it is a little bit of – well, actually, there wasn't really a whole lot of mayhem this week, so I apologize for that. I just felt like it was uh, a relevant conversation to jump a little bit into uh, – COVID and some of the changes um, on that note and a little bit of news uh, as a part of the airline bailout, there was a lot of recommendations from airline providers, which there was a laundry list of them. So you're going to have to look this up um, on restricting flights and reducing the amount of flights from city to city, thus filling the planes is what they're trying to do. Um, filling the planes and then trying to build that revenue and, and I I would assume the safeguards because there's still hunker down notices all over the U.S. But to try to reinvigorate that, but that could mean that you have limited services available in your area as far as air transportation goes uh, for both people, pass you know the people side, the passenger side, and then uh, you know if you're getting air freight. And here in Alaska, that does make a pretty significant difference. So I had to get a drink there. Um, yeah, so that's the, I know I just kind of went on a little bit of a bird walk with the COVID, but that was the stuff that kind of came to mind recently. And I, I just wanted to share and open that conversation up with, I guess, taking a closer look at those things that are, that maybe you take for granted at home. Um, to include to you know to include communicating with people, 
um, I, w- I would definitely encourage you uh, while this is happening to, again, revisit maybe a hobby, maybe reach out to someone that you haven't reached out to, uh, maybe maybe go paint. Maybe that's a aspiring thing that you've always wanted to do. Um, but take the time, if you have it, and you you want to do something other than maybe wasting it or or doing what have you, and uh, you know dig in a little bit deeper. I mean, so that that's that's where that is. Let's see, I covered a little bit of that isolation. Went back around that way. <laughs> Talks about uh, social distancing and who's to know what the next steps and and uh, items that are going to happen with this. Now, jumping onto a couple of interesting points off of what both Dustin and I have spoken about. Uh, in conjunction with COVID is delays. So we talked a little bit about delays in the systems and um, Dustin's last episode, he said, no, Sony still intends on coming out in the 2020 um, fall uh, holiday season. You know, I haven't heard any changes for Microsoft. Uh, Dustin did also a a good job on talking about some of the delay or some of the film changes with um, uh, the Disney products, the Marvel products. And with that stuff, if you think about, I mean, you, you got to think about this big picture. What's it's like movies and sh- it shows aren't being produced right now. Um, I know that uh, I was watching. Oh, what was I watching? Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. And, and here, here's how weird some of that, some of that gets a little bit. I was watching Jimmy Kimmel and he had Blake Shelton on. So Blake Shelton's a country star. He's also, one of the judges on The Voice. So I don't know if you guys watch The Voice or not. Anyways, he was, uh, he did a video, they did it that way. It was, uh, Jimmy was at his house. Blake Shelton was at at his house, of course. And they were doing like a, just a live video back and forth, Zoom or what have you. And uh, Blake Shelton talked a little bit. Hey, you know, we got this season. I, I don't know what season. I've seen the show a couple times. I'm not super familiar. For, for those that are, I apologize before I dive into this uh the segment but uh so he started talking about the voice in the newest season and how they are looking at possibly trying to uh, coach and doing everything from home um and i'm like man this, that is crazy to think of you know and, and some of the delays to the movie companies and the produce the production companies and you know all of that is is pretty wild um just from that media standpoint um which lends itself i guess to a lot of shows that haven't been very popular um which is which is still a little bit interesting so uh we we have a couple of future future uh episodes coming but i do want to end on on i guess uh, where i was going with uh the covid and entertainment part of it and that is you know with the big shows slowing you know a lot of secondary or at least i feel like a lot of secondary movies have been have been pushing in fact i read an article the other day to that headline you know a lot of these uh shows are really big because of netflix and all this you know olympus has fallen is one with gerald butler and morgan freeman uh the first one didn't do well the second one didn't do well um and it's i guess doing very well view wise on netflix another one and we we hopefully will get to this sooner or later is the crazy ass tiger king <clears throat> now i've got an episode i think in me reserved with the uh, tiger king as as a topic and i believe dustin might as well so 
That may be a, a special episode coming very soon. But you've got a show like The Tiger King. Um, you, you've got a movie like Olympus Has Fallen, and there's several other movies. Um, I, in fact, I started looking it up because I was so interested. I'm like, why are these movies saying they're trending right now? These aren't great movies. They didn't go do, do well box office-wise. But now they are, and it's like it makes you, again, it goes back to that micro and macro to where it's like, hey, yeah, maybe I haven't heard of this, or maybe I haven't seen it, but I know about it. And you watch those movies, and you're like, shit, that wasn't so bad. I mean, and when I say that, that means the you adapting to the hunker down or, or whatever is happening in the environment to where it's because shit hasn't been being released. Last couple of weeks, we haven't gotten anything good. It doesn't look like there's a lot of good things on the books. I'm sure some stuff, if this continues, there's going to be some random random runs at uh, whatever because then it's like, screw it, maybe I can hit the uh, VOD break a VOD record or something, video on demand or or a digital sales record or something because of the current state of that. You know, it's just it's just kind of wild. But, you know, again, uh, with this social distancing, with the isolation, it's, it's them showing their support. But it's going to be a very interesting environment for new media content as far as movies and uh, television shows go here in the next several weeks because – that is many, many weeks and months of delays for production, uh, for editing, for, well, maybe they're editing from home. Again, I don't I don't know the details on that, but it's a very interesting um, take. So that leads me to my second question there, Dustin, and all of you guys, all the listeners here. So I've asked uh, Dustin a couple of questions, and I'm, you know, these questions, I, I believe uh, that both Dustin and I kind of ask each other is obviously going to be aired back and forth, but drop a comment down below. It doesn't matter if you're on Spotify, SoundCloud, or on the uh, iTunes podcast or Apple podcast platform. Drop a comment um, and reply to our questions if you uh, if if you feel the desire or need. We we would definitely appreciate that. Um, so I guess uh, the main question there is going to be what does media look like in six months from now and i'm specifically talking because again that's a that's a very very large large uh group and i'm not going to narrow it by too much but i will do it by some so what does the big triple a movies look like for the remainder of 2020 2020 spring and early summer of 2021 um blockbusters such as some of the marvel lineups you've talked about maybe venom 2 but also some of the mainstream stuff that we see on the regular and you know we'll get a couple of good big name directors that are normally uh out of the woodwork but we get at least a couple of those a year uh so what does that look like what does movie and cinema look like specifically i'm not talking about any of the social media stuff um I find that to be an interesting uh, conversation and where in with the gap, I guess there, or is it still diving into reruns? Cause I feel like if you, if there's nothing new in the next probably three months, I'm just throwing this number out here to, I guess, uh, add to the conversation. But if there isn't any new content for like three or six months, man, people are going to get bored of TV. Fortunately for us, it's going to be summertime and you'll be able to get out more. But I'm just saying, like, as far as series goes and a lot of uh, movies that were anticipated that are already getting pushed back, both from uh, video release and then production. So what does that look like? So, all right, guys. So today I talked and kind of ranted and ra- uh, raved a little bit about 
the good old COVID-19, more, more on a specific side of the macro, micro stuff that you're paying attention to, some isolation, your uh, social distancing. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I think it's a smart decision. Mask up, please. Uh, stay away from folks. And, uh, yeah, more to come there. I just wanted to share that stuff with you guys today. Dustin's going to be dropping a new episode on Friday. So we got the Monday to Friday thing going. We have a couple of plans that we're going to we're gonna start working on. And uh, we'll see how that stuff comes out here in the near future. 